taught astrology and the constellations, all that crap in horoscopes, your sign. What's your sign? Yeah, you can thank the fallen angels for that. You know who understands astrology? CERN understands astrology. Because astrology, as much as humans have made it out to be some spiritual thing, this technology is intended for the purpose of the timing and positioning of objects in space, as well as the effects of those objects on Earth and life on Earth. It is a science before it is witchcraft. Most of these things that we consider witchcraft is actually just science, forbidden science, because you really don't know what you're doing. We don't fully understand astrology today because it wasn't meant for us, at least not at that time, because that was information given to angels so that they could do their jobs accordingly. And one of the problems is when you have something like astrology, something you don't fully understand, you have questions. And the only ones who can answer those questions, they either have to be at the genius level of intelligence or they have to be one of the fallen. And this is where summoning spirits comes in. People summon spirits or demons mainly not because they necessarily want to do evil to other people, but because upon summoning such a spirit, can bind it, you can ask it questions, or you can make requests that are usually granted performing rituals that, in origin, were taught to man by these very fallen angels. It's the same as saying to someone, hey, you ever need to give me a call? Here's how you do it. And the problem with all that is, once you make that conscious effort to reach out to them, they all start to look in your direction. Listen, I know there are a lot of you who are listening to this right now, and some of you are into horoscopes, you're into palm reading and tarot card readings, you're into burning sage and other herbs, you don't mind a dream catcher or two, you're cool with seeing a psychic every once in a while, you feel comfortable with putting up symbols around your home, the cross included, not really knowing what they are. I know some of you participate in ancient magic traditions, and you didn't even know it. So let's talk about this seal for a moment, shall we? Now, even though this is legend, you would think that the legend came from some ancient text. And it does, from the Babylonian Talmud. You see, I'm doing this because some of you may be deep into this stuff, and I'm telling you, there are dire consequences to what you are doing. Yes, you may achieve success and money and other things by getting into this stuff, but guess what? These demonic entities always win when you summon or make deals with them. And they will always come to collect after everything is said and done. And you will suffer for it. That is what they do. Take Halloween, for example. When you participate in this, how many of you know that this is a ritual? When you dress up for Halloween... Doesn't matter if you dress up as Jesus Christ, you are performing a ritual and these demonic entities will come after your children because that is what the ritual does. And later on, when that child becomes a teenager, these demonic entities come for them. And you wonder why they become the rebel teen, misunderstood. They end up having problems in their lives for apparently no reason. And you're like, wait, I didn't bring them up like that. But you forgot the ritual you performed when you celebrated Halloween. I'm not kidding. I know this stuff, and people don't take it seriously. They think it's a joke or harmless fun. 
And so they remain oblivious to it. They will come to collect. They have been doing this longer than anyone on the planet has been alive. Do you see? So let me just touch on these seals. In old Jewish and Islamic occultism, the seal of Solomon is a signet ring, usually a hexagram or pentagram. Most people recognize it today as either the Star of David, which would be Solomon's father, or in other practices, the seal is the sign of the devil or Satan. So which is it? Well, if you were to ask me, I would say yes, it's a demonic symbol. Because let me remind you all of the story of the golden calf. Many of you may not know this, but when Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt, to Moses, those people were a pain in the ass. They constantly complained and they constantly blamed Moses for their problems. Moses was tired of them and he kept asking God for help. And that is one of the reasons he went up into the mountains in the first place, because he needed to have law and order. Keep in mind, the Israelites at that time, they were just regular people, some of them criminals. So when Moses did go up the mountain, the Israelites began to miss him. And so they decided, hey, we need something to worship. How about we collect some gold and build an idol to worship God? And that's what they did. And they were punished for it because they tried to replace God with an object, like the cross. And so, there were consequences. Depending on who you talk to, there is more than one seal of Solomon. Some say there are 44 seals. The numbers vary. It doesn't really matter. The seals are incantations. And when they say Solomon had the power to control demons, that just means he had the power to bind them. Where do you think he learned such a thing? Because... God didn't teach that to him. Do you think, given Solomon's history, that maybe it was one of his devil-worshipping wives? Hmm. Now, according to legends, the ring or seal of Solomon is part brass, part iron, which had the name of God engraved on it. This was further developed by Arabic writers who say that on the brass part of the ring were the commands to the good genie, and on the iron part were commands to the evil genie. And this is the funny part. Listen closely. And I'm not making this up. The Arabs claim that Solomon received four jewels from four different angels. Okay? So that he could set them in one ring to control the four elements. Now you all know where the idea of the infinity gauntlet comes from. Part of the legend says that Asmodeus once possessed the ring which was intended to exercise demons, he took the ring and threw it into the sea, which was later found inside a fish by Solomon. So later, the Arabs started calling the six-pointed star the Seal of Solomon. It was in Western cultures where it was recognized as the pinnacle or Druid's foot. So what this all comes down to is this. The Seal of Solomon, the Four Jewels, all this stuff is all about binding spirits. And let me tell you how this works. Now, there is no right or wrong way to do this. It's always the wrong way. Every witch has his or her own method of performing the ritual of binding. There are several methods of doing it, and some are short, and some can be long, taking months, depending on what the intention is. They usually start off by setting the atmosphere by using a Ouija board, tarot cards, or burning candles, meditation, going into a trance. 
The idea is to get the spirits in the room. It's all a part of the conjuring. A lot of them use the seal of Solomon or hexagram or pentagram. Some don't use it at all. Along with that, sometimes they'll use candles, herbs, tobacco, something that burns, as the smoke is used to consecrate the object or a vessel. The vessel can be a mirror, a jar, a jewel, pendant, a voodoo doll. Voodoo dolls are a bit more complex because you have to make them and stitch them and stuff them. The vessel is just something to bind the spirit to, like the genie and the magic lamp. Now the spirit doesn't live in the object; they just become attached to it. Now, depending on the purpose of the ritual, whether someone wants to put a hex on someone, or banish someone from their lives, or something that they want to achieve, maybe they want the spirit to do a job for them. Whatever it is, they usually write down their incantation or recite it, usually on paper so that it can be burned. Oftentimes, these rituals require that you use some type of bodily fluid like saliva or urine. But most oftentimes, it's blood, and it could be just a drop of blood. Sometimes they put it directly on the object. They say their demon prayer. They may burn their incantation or not, and they may end up burying the object in the ground or in a pot or container, covering it in dirt. And that usually completes the ritual. Now, the reason I keep saying sometimes or usually is because these rituals are all over the place. You will never run into someone who does it the exact same way. Mainly because the witch is arrogant, extremely arrogant. That they sometimes just make stuff up. They want to do things their own way. They always think they're cute or something. They don't know what certain terminology means. They forget things. It's quite interesting. Another thing is they usually end up getting hurt in some way. Whether they accidentally cut themselves or burn themselves on a candle or something, something always happens. Maybe witches are just clumsy. I don't know. The majority of witches are women, because fallen angels love women, and they are easy to seduce. Women are easily lured into this stuff. It's just the way it is, and so they just get caught up into it. Then, for some reason, they lose their freaking minds. Start collecting spirits like they're trading cards or Barbie dolls. Oh, my spirits are so cute! I have many spirits. I have a spirit. Her name is Mary. She likes me. She likes to lay next to me and rub my tummy. Don't laugh. You know what I'm talking about. They do that crap. So these are insane people, folks. They don't even know what they're doing half the time. It's hilarious. They mess up rituals, and instead of the spirit binding to the object, the spirit ends up binding or getting attached to them. And all day long, they're stubbing their toe, bumping into stuff, falling down, and they can't figure out why. Sometimes they try to send spirits out to put curses or hexes on people, without even knowing who these people are. Sometimes the spirit goes to a target individual and realizes that that person is protected by God, so that spirit says to itself. That idiot. Let me go back and teach this witch a lesson. And the witch doesn't care. Sometimes they get sick. They develop ailments. Their teeth start falling out. They start to age faster. Karma comes after them, and many of them are well aware of this. And to top it off, they actually believe that they have control over the spirit. <laughs> That's a good one.
a lot of these online websites that sell jewelry, trinkets, pendants, crystals, they are often run or owned by witches. I'm not kidding. They pray over that stuff. They bind demons to it. And then you buy that stuff and bring it into your home. Then strange things start happening and you can't figure out why. That Halloween pop-up shop in your area that they magically afford to throw up once a year? You all know what I'm talking about. You ever wonder how they're even able to do this? Yeah, guess who owns the merchandise? And they pray over that stuff. They perform their demonic prayers over those costumes and candy. Yeah. See, one of the reasons I do this is so that you can all be aware of certain things. Sometimes we can bring things into our lives and homes not really knowing what they are or what's attached to them. And I will be getting into some other related topics and the origins of some of these magical items people use. So hang in there, gang. I have much more to cover in several areas. Until then, stay awake, stay aware, stay safe, and I'll talk to you all soon. I hope y'all enjoyed the uh, recording of Woodward. Um, he um, he has a lot of um, um, videos, you know, of um, research. And like I always say, um, always um, do your research as well. Um, never uh, take anybody else's research. You know, like it's cool to listen to research, but also um, do your due diligence and, um, you know, surf the web. You know, it's, it's information uh, all over the web. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, some of it, you know, you got to actually just be able to be able to um, um, discern um, about the information that you um, perceive to take in. But um, the recording, the commentary, um, you know, I didn't play all of it because it was like really, um, really, really long. But, you know, I played some of it and. Um, you know, he really has a lot of thorough uh, research, you know what I'm saying? And what he was saying, what he was saying, you know, about y'all know what he was saying. Um, this stuff is um, it's no joke. You know, this is um, really, really, really deep It's really serious. You know, um, we're not talking about people that don't believe in stuff like this, you know, what I'm saying? but but I'm telling you the ones that is telling you in the back of your mind like this may be true listen to your instinct because this stuff is is real you know and um i can make me another commentary on on um a movie you know what I'm saying that some of the actors have have um, died mysteriously um matter of fact i might do a commentary on that um on that particular movie but um, everything that he was he was saying, you know, um, up, uh, you know, going just going in in, in the commentary, you know, um, it's, it's, it's no lie, y'all, you know. Um, but um, hope y'all enjoyed Woodward um, the recording, uh, Woodward TV. You know, you can check him out on um, YouTube. He has a lot of uh, good commentaries out there. You know, to me.
you know, um, but anyway, thank all y'all for tuning in to the Parenthood Walker podcast. Look forward to talking to y'all soon. Peace.